0: Lend us your ears right here on Star Style. Be the star you are. The party starts now.
1: Well, hello, power partners. Welcome to Star Style. Be the star you are. It's our informational playground. We're brought to the airwaves under the auspices of Be the Star You Are 501C3. I am Cynthia Bryan. I'm coming to you live on the Voice America Network. This is the Empowerment Channel. And I'm very excited about today because we're going to go to Hollywood. And we're going to talk to Kak Young, who's been a producer, a writer, a director in Hollywood uh, television industry for over 25 years, and as well as that, we're going to also talk about the Golden Globes um, because she was a, a big part of that. But on top of that, she has written this a wonderful book about essential oils, so we will be discussing uh, that as well. And then in Segment 3, I am going to um, to read you a story called happiness and it is a story about when I was a little kid it's one of my happy memories and I think you will find it rather interesting so uh, <laughs> here we go with our show for today star style be the star you are the miracle moment is brought to you by be the star you are charity please visit the website be the star you org and consider making a donation. It was very exciting. Opened the charity mail today. And there was a donation from a volunteer. One of our star team book reviewers. Who sent a donation just saying. You are just the greatest charity. Keep it up. And so that it always makes us feel good. When that happens. So this miracle moment is by Lily Tomlin. I always wondered why somebody didn't do something about that. Then I realized I am that somebody, how true that is. Well, here in our first segment, I want to talk about wasting food. As everybody already knows who's been listening to me over the years, you know that I am a farm girl. I grow most of my own food. And I am definitely a recycler, a repurposer, and I don't believe in waste. And food waste is a global issue. So cutting back on waste will help the environment, it'll save resources, it'll save energy, and it will stop pollution by eliminating the food waste. So how can we, just ordinary people who aren't growing their own food or don't have animals, what can you do? Because, you know, tossing uneaten leftovers, you know, like that, the lettuce that gets yucky, that's kind of normal. But a recent report from the Sustainability-Focused World Resources Institute, it's called WRI, says that food waste is responsible for 8% of annual greenhouse emissions. That's really, really a bad thing. If um, Canada... 25% of agricultural water use is in a land area about the size of Canada goes towards producing food that ultimately goes uneaten. Now, if that was a country, food waste and loss would release more greenhouse gases into the atmosphere than any nation except for the U.S. and China. So I hope you understood what I just said. of agricultural water use and land area about the size of Canada goes towards producing this food that we waste. So cutting back on food waste could help the environment in many, many ways. And obviously it would save the resources and energy that go into production and into producing things that we don't need at every step of the supply chain, from farming to packaging to shipping. But as food rots, and uh, uh, as food rots in landfills, it also produces methane. And that's one of the greenhouse gases that contributes to climate change. So if we can reduce the amount of food that goes uneaten and eventually spoils, we could actually lower overall emissions. So wasting perfectly good items also contributes to food and nutrition insecurity since fresh, healthy items tend to be those that are wasted most. And that leaves behind the non-perishable, the processed products. And those are the things that we really shouldn't be eating because they're not good for us and they're going to make us sicker. So food waste cuts into our paychecks too. It costs the average American family of four roughly about $1,500 a year. And that's from the National Resources Defense Council, which is an environmental advocacy nonprofit. And that is just on waste. So about $1,500 a year is going to waste. That's just terrible. So it is a global issue. But the United States is a major offender. We actually discard up to 40% Of our supply every single year according to the USDA that's the United States Department of Agriculture so governments corporations restaurants stores farmers and any food producers play a big part in reducing waste but the most important contributors to the waste are us it's the households so here are a few steps that you can do to reduce food waste and I hope that you will Take them to heart. Buy only what you need. The most obvious tip is also the most important. Think critically about what you buy. When shopping, plan your grocery list and avoid that impulse buying. Or And don't stock up so much that you can't use the food by the time it's going to go bad. Now, if you accidentally buy more than you need, consider freezing it or canning it or pickling extra foods, or even give them to a food bank or to a friend or a neighbor. Or you can do things like use some of the components in soups, salads, smoothies, and so on. You know, I, I always make like really yummy soups when vegetables are just not quite at their prime. So that's a good, a, a really good tip. Get organized. Keeping a neat refrigerator or a pantry can really go a long way towards reducing your food waste. So put your perishable foods right up front where you're going to see them. And that's a constant reminder to actually use the food before you go to something that is processed or more preserved. And how you store perishable items can really matter too. So fruits and veggies typically do better in that humidity controlled crisper. And greens can stay good longer wrapped in paper towels or in cloth towels. Now, what I do as soon as I pick any of my leafy greens, uh, you know, or chives, you know, arugula, spinach, Swiss chard, any of that, beet tops, is I wash it and then I I, uh, wrap it actually in a dish towel and I put it in the refrigerator that way. And they stay really great. Now, if you're shopping at the grocery store or farmers market and they're using plastic bags make sure that when you bring them home you wash your items and you either wrap them in paper bags paper towels or in just cloth towels as I do I like the cloth towels because I can reuse them and just by washing them I, for example if you buy cilantro and you leave it in the plastic within a couple of days it'll rot so if you want things to stay fresh longer you have to put them in a towel or paper now, learn what labels really mean. A study published earlier this year found that the majority of Americans toss packaged food when it gets too close to its sell-by, so you know, or that use date. Even though the labels are not federally regulated and don't refer to food spoilage, this overcautiousness leads to excess weight. Uh, A better strategy is to check for changes in color, flavor, textures, or smell. So you just use that use by date as a guideline. It is not a definitive. So you just don't start tossing things the minute it says that date. And keep in mind, things can go bad before that date as well. So I really like the strategy of looking at it, checking the color, the flavor, the texture, the smell, and maybe even tasting it. And another way that might reduce food waste, and I know several of my friends have been doing this through this pandemic, is they order meal kits, which come completely proportioned ingredients for homemade dishes. And that might seem like it's an environmental disaster, um, but the uh, recent studies have found their ability to reduce the food waste outweighs any environmental downsides of the packaging. And consumers seem to think that it is really a great idea. They're also learning new recipes when it is something that arrives just with exactly the amount, you know, portion controlled and with a recipe that you have to cook. So a lot of my friends have enjoyed that. Um, I, For me, I just need to get it from my garden. I like to make my own recipes. But for many, that is a great idea. Now, Keep your portion size moderate. Overeating can be a form of food waste, and people don't need to consume more than they need. A recent study argued that overindulgence is just as wasteful as food loss, and it might even be more, you know, more wasteful. So cut back on portions. It can also have a positive impact on your health, and that's really motivating. Because that way you're thinking about the environment and you're thinking about your health. Well, when we come back from break, we are going to go to Hollywood and we're going to be talking to Kath Young and uh, about her time in Hollywood. And we're also going to talk about uh, essential oils for beginners, which is all about essential oils. And I learned so much from this book. I thought I knew something. I really knew nothing. So you're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. We'll be right back with Kath Young, Hollywood, and essential oils. Don't go away. Be the star
2: you are. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment.
0: Now, back to the power party.
1: As promised, we are back. I'm Cynthia Bryan, and you're listening to Star Style. Be the star you are. And I am so excited to introduce you to our next guest, Kak Young, because we're going to talk about two big things, uh, Hollywood as well as essential oils. And CAC has been a producer, a writer, a director in the Hollywood television industry for over 25 years. And so this fascinates me, especially because I've been in that industry that long as well. And she's also just very, very much in to sustainability, essential oils, and helping other peoples. So she has also written this great book, Essential Oils for Beginners, which we are going to dive into. But at the moment, I want to welcome Kak Young to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. Thank you, Cynthia. I'm honored to be here. How nice. Thanks for well, having me. I'm so happy to have you. I mean, I cannot get over You have written 23 self Help books. I mean, it's unbelievable. Things, everything from Food Lover's Guide to Heart Healthy Eating to How to Discover Your Spiritual Genius to the One Minute Cat Manager uh, and, and, of course, Crystal Power. Um, and we're going to talk about essential oils. You really, you, you really are a star, Cac. I loved. I love your energy, and I love all the things that you write about. So, thank you for coming on the show. Well, the first oh, thing I Oh, thank I've you wanted- for having me. Well, this will be fun. The first thing I wanted to talk about um, is a little bit about your time in Hollywood because, in reading your credits from General Hospital, Showtime Comedy Club, Politically Incorrect, People's Choice Awards, Golden Globes, all of that, you know, and right now we're still in the middle of award season. I just wanted you to talk a little bit, maybe, about the Golden Globes and what's kind of behind. The scenes or what it was like when you were doing it, because I know you were also on the board of the Directors Guild of America, Women in Film, and you were VP of TV production and development for Universal. I mean, this is all huge stuff. How did you have time to write 23 books and do all of this? <laughs> well, um, in
2: short, um, I decided that in early on in my career that um, uh, I had a stage manager uh, drop dead in front of me while we were doing the Share series for CBS. Not Sunny wow. and Cher, but her own series. And I decided that, you know, when he did that at the age of 55 and he was really in good shape, that I needed to start taking care of myself right away in my 20s because I didn't want to end up like him, overworked and stressed and all that. So I had to educate happened, myself. happens in that in,
1: industry. I mean, this I'm industry is... A- I, it happens in in the entertainment industry eighteen hour days, twenty hour days twenty four hour days I mean sometimes it just never ends, so you can very easily not take care of yourself well that 's true that 's exactly true, and then people find themselves ready to take
2: care of themselves when there 's a crisis. As opposed to starting early. So this man gave me the gift of paying attention to uh, health and fitness at an early age. So I did that. And when we were on hiatus, that beautiful six-week time off between shooting... In a series, um, I was able to go out and learn something new uh, for myself about health and healing, and so I was able to get a doctorate in in uh, natural healing, and another one in naturopathy, and another one in clinical hypnotherapy. I was able to fit it in into those six week windows and travel uh, around the world to work with various shamans. So i I put my uh time to good use and and you know that's why I've written all these books now is because I've taken my entire compendium of life experiences and I've wanted to uh leave that behind me so that people can learn all the things that I learned um at like Half the price. <laughs> well, and, you know,
1: what's so exciting, because I, I see, too, on your bio, you're a licensed religious science minister. You're, you are um, an archetypal therapist and counselor. You're a certified meditation teacher. You're a career coach. I mean, you do just so many uh, things. I think what's really admirable is just what you said, is when you had time off, you really spent it wisely investing in yourself which had nothing to do really with Hollywood other than taking care of you so you could do a better job in whatever else you were doing, as well as living your life and getting life experiences.
2: Right, and I started my career as a job filler. Um, I, you know, worked as a stage manager, as an associate director, as a director, and as a producer, and then finally as a as a buyer of, of uh, product. But I decided that when I wanted to now be, I'm now a creator. So I am creating series. I am creating. Um, ideas for television but from the creative point of view not from the job filler point of view so but the main thing i learned early on was that we had to have a balance between the 18 hour days and uh you know our lives when i produced general hospital we would work 5 days a week and then on Saturday, I would have one day for myself, and then mm-hmm. Sunday, the scripts for the next week would start arriving, and I'd have to delve into that. So, after a couple years of that, my brain was, you know, like a little right. buzzing You're beehive. Exhausted. In. Yeah, You're exhausted. it was just like, blah. So, I finally uh, got myself out of that grind, um, because they were doing things like this. I mean, the corporation, um, uh, Cap Cities had just bought ABC, and they were trying to uh, uh, consolidate and, and save money. One of the ways they saved money was instead of having two producers that traded off, like most of the soap operas did, they had it all on me. So mm-hmm. I had to speak up for myself early on and say, uh, this is too much for one person, and I cannot do you a good job. So I'm going to You work. are
1: doing twice the work for half the pay. Correct. Correct. <laughs> That's really, that sounds just horrid. And that is, I mean, so many of them were doing things like that. You know, um, uh, you have a quote on your website, which is really similar to something I always say. You say, the way to control your future is to create it. And I always say, "The, the way to create your future is to just do it yourself. So, I mean, it's kind of the same thing. And I love the fact that you are now a creator. So what kind of things are you working on? Well, you know, um,
2: I, I can tell you that it's a it's a comedy, and it takes place uh, <laughs> from the East Coast to uh, Egypt and back. Uh, there are all kinds of things that happen there. It's a story about people, a production, and an accidental success in Hollywood. So it's kind of fun, and uh, my characters are unusual. I hope uh, some studio allows me to make this. It will make people laugh just like Schitt's Creek did.
1: Oh, good. I'm so glad you said Shit's Creek. because It's like my favorite comedy series. I was so glad to see that it swept, uh, you know, it did a great job of the Golden Globes. And I hope it does at the SAG Awards, too, because it's, that was, it's, it was, it's just so good. Now, is this new, um, in this new comedy you're working on, is it based on any of your adventures? A
2: hundred percent. Yes. There's a piece right. of every show that I did in my new comedy. Yes.
1: Oh, awesome. um, and it's a 400
2: page uh, novel right now.
1: That will be so fun. Do you have any um, a TBA for it? Do you know when you're going to announce it or how are you? Do you have to go? Are you going to self produce it or go independent route? Or are you going to work with or do you don't even know that yet? What, if you're going to work with a a studio or a streaming platform. Well, generally, you like to get a
2: uh, showrunner attached, one that has a track record at a particular studio or network that you're targeting. So that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for my showrunner and my writer uh, who's going to run the show. I had someone attached, and a tragedy befell them. So now I'm, uh, I'll am i be shopping around again and speaking with agents and figuring out uh, how to, to repackage this
1: um. That sounds like a really fun, fun project, but I know that it is so much work but but you know what it's you're doing it in such a great time period, aren't you? Because now with all these streaming platforms and all these these different places um, out there, it seems that we are really exper- you know it, it, enjoying a renaissance, I think of productions. I am just yeah. loving what is has been on this whole year during the pandemic. What do you think? Yes, I mean, I would agree with you.
2: Uh, Aside from the losses and the problems that the pandemic has created for a lot of people and our first responders, um, there is a benefit. There is a silver lining to this pandemic, and that's one of them. We've had to go inside, figure out a lot about ourselves. We've had to, or we reach out and we look at what our viewing um, habits are. We have immersed ourselves in other projects and properties, and I think it's done us a world of good. And it hasn't been that long. You know, people are frustrated. I understand it. But it's also, you know, sometimes you just have to take a long, dark winter to figure mm-hmm. out what you're all about. And what your world and your community and society is about?
1: Oh, I couldn't agree with you more. And you know, I that's one of the things that w- I've tried to do here on uh, Star Style as well as Express Yourself is because so many people were out of work, we made a commitment to bring as many actors, authors, artists, poets, musicians, you know, and other creatives onto the shows to give them exposure for whatever their art form is, you know, whether it is books or music or, as I said, poetry. And it's, I think it's been so, um, people have joined together for a common cause. And of course, the sadness is the amount of death that there has been and the amount of sickness. But I do see a rainbow coming. So I really hope that people can hang in there and You know, and find the light, as you said, at the end of the tunnel. Well, that's a good uh, segue, I think, to talk about essential oils. I've uh, uh, been reading your essential oils for beginners and it is absolutely fascinating. I thought that being, I'm a major gardener at CAC, um, I grew up on a farm, I grow all my own stuff still, and I thought that I knew a lot about essential oils, but your book was an absolute eye-opener. So let's talk about um, essential oils, if that's okay with you. And what, first of all, maybe you could just tell our audiences what they really are. Because when you read the book, you realize that it's just not just the little, you know, the little dabs of oil that are probably not pure that we find in stores or or, or beauty counters. So um, tell us about your definition of a good essential oil or an authentic essential oil?
2: Well, there's two answers to that question. The first one is, uh, first of all, essential oils are the products of plants, bark, leaves, stems, and buds that carry the true essence, the real essence and the aroma of the original plant. So that could be a plant or a tree, Um, Hence, we call them essentials because it is essential to the plant. They really aren't oils at all, strangely enough, but they're a vital liquid presence living inside of these growing entities, plants and trees. Um, They're termed oils because like oils, these liquids don't mix with water. So in chemical terms, they are aromatic aromatic volatile substances not that they explode like you know we think of a firecracker or a volatile person but they give off a scent their volatility is judged in terms, terms of how long they will give a scent off and it usually lasts from 2 to 24 hours depending on the uh you know the uh, the oil itself So And and these oils are distilled, they are press-extracted, they are cold-pressed-extracted, they are extracted with uh, very cold CO2, Uh, there are various different processes that get the oil out of the plant. Now what I love about essential oils is that they start out in a growing living thing, and they're doing service to that growing living thing. They are fighting off bacteria, they're fighting off... Fungus, they're fighting off insects, they're fighting off growths, they're fighting off uh, things that are, uh, you know, trying to morph in the plant. And they, these essential oils, these oils, while they're in the plant, are busy. They are busy protecting the plant. So when we extract them out of the plant, we can apply them to ourselves depending on what qualities they have. Some essential oils, like I said, are antibacterial, antifungal, Some of them are sedative. They calm you down. Some of them are wonderful wound healers, and others are really helpful towards the skin, not only moisturizing it and nurturing it, but also um, making scars disappear or helping them to disappear. So when we look at a plant or a tree, we have to look at a co-healer. Okay, that... It has substances and liquids in it that, when extracted, can help me. I just learned the other day that um, maple sap, the, you know, that we turn into maple syrup. Maple syrup. That is excellent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it is excellent for healing osteoporosis. So why aren't we... Oh, using I haven't even help? heard
1: that. How does that work?
2: Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's, I mean, uh, right now I'm writing a book on magical trees. And that's one of the things I learned about maple is that its magic is that it can help bone growth. It can help reverse bone deterioration in the human. So it's like, wow, wow. you know, civilizations before us knew a lot of this. Now, the other half answer, or the other question, answer to your question is this there are only organic, 100% pure or wild crafted essential oils that we should use. And why is that? Because if if we don't use those three terms, then we're probably getting oils that have been ruined, maybe in transportation, maybe with toxic chemicals, and maybe by some other flawed manufacturing process. And those those oils that aren't 100% pure, organic, or wildcrafted crafted can harm us. So if you're lathering up with an essential oil that's cheap or that you bought at a clothing store, then that's not the quality you want to be putting onto your precious body. That could be harming you. And then there are essential oils that you don't want to wear out in the sun. They're called phototoxic. So you have to know which ones those are. And, that you know, that's why I wrote my book. I wrote it step by step as if, it, as if it's a lesson plan and you're just coming to Essential Oils for the first time. I want to take you through the journey, that this took me 20-some years to learn. But I want you to be able to learn it by sitting down, reading the book, and going one step at a time. So all of a sudden, you have this immense amount of knowledge that you can operate with. And then you can begin to make some of the recipes. You can begin to integrate the essential oils into your life for not just physical but mental and spiritual ways too because all of these affect the olfactory system which goes into the brain. It crosses the blood-brain barrier like an aroma, and it does something to you. So there is medical proof of this, and I like to mention this to people, that if uh, an essential oil says it's an aphrodisiac, that's not because you ingest it, that's because you inhale it, and it, it, it stimulates the brain, the brain in the limbic system uh, towards those tendencies.
1: Well, if you're just joining us, we are speaking with Kak Young, and she's talking about her book, Essential Oils. For beginner, and we're talking about essential oils, and there is so much to learn. She's actually written another book, *The Healing Art of Essential Oils*, which is a guide to fifty oils for remedy, ritual, and everyday use. But uh, what I was going to say is, I love the way that you put, you know, put the book together. It is like a lesson plan, and it's a book that I would want to study over and over again. Like. Right now on my desk, I've always used a diffuser, but uh, like i I have uh, I have a, a citrus. It's a lemon, um, a lemon essential oil right now because I find it to be bright and all of this. But what when I read your book, I realized that the diffuser that I'm using is not one of your recommended ones. This was a gift to me from one of my uh, clients, and I love it but it is just one that uses those the little tiny votive candles. So you even give the precautions of what to use, how, how to use things, how to diffuse. And I was also interested in all the different oils that you use to mix your essential oils so that they will be absorbed and uh, utilized properly. If you could only choose one or two oils, would you know could you use olive oil or grapeseed oil regularly since those are kind of more common than some of the other oils? Well, yes, you can. um but w- <laughs> I was teaching a class one time and
2: and I said, "All right, you know your carrier oils are important, sweet almond." Uh, jojoba, grapeseed oil, even an olive oil, uh, and, and coconut oil. And so one lady went to the store, and she grocery store, and she brought all these big bottles. She said, look, look what I did. Oh, I no. got a great deal on, on oh, this no. olive oil and <laughs> grapeseed oil. And I said, well, that's wonderful for cooking. But right, you but shouldn't not use... for this. <laughs> yeah, not for this. You need to get the smaller bottles that say carrier oil on them. And each carrier oil does something different and has its own set of qualities. I mean it's an oil, right? It's from a plant or a tree therefore it has its own set of properties and what I break down in my book for everybody is that, you know, do the double whammy. If you're trying to heal a scar, for example, use uh, the essential oils that are that are help with scar healing and then use the carrier oil that also has scar healing properties and now you're getting a, a double whammy which is just great. That's the way to go. And, 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 and indeed, you know, the book is there so that you can learn. You can learn in layers and then you really become an expert. There's a lot to learn. There's a lot of chemistry. There's uh, a lot of that which you can sort of skip over,
1: but you have
2: to be aware of it at least so that you, you combine the right, uh, the right things with the right things. That's the way. Well, heck, I I
1: was I was really surprised at how in-depth you went into all these essential oils because I always, you know, I grow lots of herbs and flowers and all of these things and I dry them and I press them and I do all all of this, but I had never ever gotten into the depth that you did with these essential oils and it made it so exciting To read about it because you do it in a very simple easy way and by the way I was so sorry to hear about that 2017 fire where you had seven minutes to get your animals and you out of your home you I didn't see what the end of the story was but you said essential oils really helped calm you during that horrible time
2: well, I did because there was three days before we knew whether we had a house or not, and literally I had nothing. I, I left here in a nightgown, slippers. I took my phone and my purse and seven animals and carriers, and uh, so staying at, at at a motel that it would that would accept us and our pets was, and was your pets. tricky. It's hard. Yeah. So that was tricky. But then, uh, so I I immediately went and got some essential oils because I thought I need to be able to just calm, breathe my way through this. There's nothing I can do. I can't, I just have to wait. I've got to report something to my insurance company, but I couldn't tell them if the house was burned down or just partially damaged. I didn't know for three days. So, you know, I decided to use essential oils instead of massive quantities of alcohol. Alcohol. I thought, let's just do essentials. Get through this, <laughs> you know.
1: Yeah, so Bobby, I, I chose was- a
2: healthier route, and uh, and it it paid off. Uh, it paid off in the long run.
1: Oh, that's that's wonderful. And I feel for you. We. I went through an evacuation with a fire to our back door here too last year, and then our farm actually burned in the big Napa fires this um, this past well few months ago, and. There's, it's just so frightening, especially when you have all these animals and then you have to take, you know, you feel for them, too. But um, I now have go bags everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we do, too. Yeah, I absolutely. You, and my car, I keep them in all the cars. I put them in my husband's cars. I have a, an extra one at the front door. It's like I am. this is not going to happen again. But I'm glad that you have harmony back in your life. Uh, And that you were able to, you know, get to your heart source and and calm yourself through the use of essential oils. Now, you uh, did in your book, Essential Oils for Beginners, you stated that, you know, one, uh, if you can only have one, you really suggested a lavender oil was a very, very good one. And that seems to be a popular essential oil. But would you be clear again on... The best places to purchase these essential oils because you did say that you go to a health food store or you get because it has to be organic so what do you recommend uh, for people who want to really get the best organic and clean essential oils can they find them online they can. You can find them online, but I
2: here's what I caution about there. Um, it depends on what the temperature is outside. You don't want your oils being mailed in really cold weather, and you really don't want them in really hot weather. For example, I live in California, so I don't buy any online oils past March. And then I'll wait until next December because we, we have the Indian summer, and it's very hot here until the end of November, December. So those those are my uh, those are my cutoff points because I don't want my oil sitting in the mailbox gathering heat and then I don't know, you know, uh, what has happened to it. I don't know how degraded it will be when I open it. So I do all my pur- purchasing if I'm buying online um, uh, during those months and then the rest of the time I will buy from either a health food store or I have a couple of local distributors that I work with if I buy in bulk so I I have those as well, but that's only because I, I do this, um, you know, as a as a profession. But mm-hmm. most people I would say stick to your health food stores, stick to the big brands. You know, Whole Foods is very careful about what they carry. Other local health food stores check the dates. You don't know how long things have been on shelves and you don't know what the turnover is. So uh, you know, if you if you uh patronize locally make sure that you look check the dates and make sure that they have air conditioning that they don't let their oil
1: sit in heat or what about uh, farmers coal? markets because i know that you said that the squirrels eat your oranges and so you go to the farmers market and get your oranges so do uh, uh, some farmers market i have seen there have been booths where people are selling essential oils. Is this a good a good source or does it depend again on the heat, the temperature, and again just be very careful and read the ingredients and everything? Is that the best advice? Yeah. That's the best that's the best thing. You're you're looking for three things. Is
2: it one hundred percent pure? Sure. Is it organic? Is it wild crafted? Mm -hmm. And if those are not on the label, don't buy them. See, you're dealing with people that are making their own at home. You have no control over their, the ingredients they put into it, the oils they mix with it, how they distill it. You have no control over that. So you're, you know, you want to really make sure that you're getting the best top quality products for yourself. Um, it's just hard to know. If you know the person personally and you, and they have a good reputation and they sell to uh, larger places that are known for their quality, then fine. But you really can't determine the efficacy of an essential oil without um, chemical testing.
1: And well, I, there's I, a thing... I can see that it's very essential to be very careful about what, where and how... You purchase your essential oils and to really know those three things of it being 100% pure and organic. And it's just really important to the temperature that it was um, that it's kept at as well. So let's give the name of your book again. Well, I'm going to give your website, cacyoung.com K-A-C-Y-O-U-N-G.com. She has 24 books total, uh, this one and 23 others. Is that correct and more on the way? You've probably written a book since I last talked to you.
2: (laughs) Uh, Yes, yes, I'm actually just finishing it. It's it's, uh, Magical Trees. And my other book, uh, Living the Fairy Life, just came out in February. So I think we're up to 25, maybe going on to 26.
1: Oh my goodness. Well, congratulations. I think you have a very great angel on your shoulder or fairies in your pockets or leprechauns or or something, but you definitely have an excellent work ethic and I love the fact that you are now creating a new either TV series or film or something, but you're it's definitely going to be a comedy and give us all a little respite from the sadness that many people have had this past year. So I do want people to visit your website, com, K-A-C-Y-O-U-N-G. And remember, if you're interested in essential oils, or just look at all the different things that she has on her website because they she has so she talks about crystals and uh, spirituality. Uh, she has so many different things that she has done, even Feng Shui. I mean, you really are a Renaissance woman, Cac. I applaud you and I thank you so much for coming on Star Style. And let's hope that your show will be one of them that's in the award seasons in the year to come. So thank you for coming on Star Style, Be The Star You Are. Thank you, and I accept all of your affirmations with deep
2: gratitude. Thank you, and you're fabulous, too. I'm a fan.
1: Thank you, thank you, thank you. Again, Kak Young, K-A-C-Y-O-U-N-G.com. Please visit her website. You will be so impressed. You've been listening to Star Style, Be The Star You Are. My name is Cynthia Bryan, and I will be back in a bit with the gift of happiness we all want to be happy and it's an inside job so don't go away
2: be the star you
0: are the star you
2: Change your world. Change your life.
1: VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. We often judge the wealth of others by what we see. Is someone driving a $100,000 vehicle? Or are they driving a mini car? Do they live in a mansion? Or do they reside in a tent? This is the information we have in front of us, as we can't see their bank accounts or their brokerage statements, Outward appearances is all that we have to gauge their financial success. But the truth is, wealth is probably what you don't see. Wealth is the fancy cars that were not purchased, the diamond rings that were not bought, the Rolexes that are not worn, and the designer clothes that are not in a closet. In reality, wealth is the financial assets that have not yet been converted into stuff, and more wealth is our spiritual well-being. You are the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another business bite from Star Style. For more information, visit cynthiabryan.com. That's cynthiabryan, Bryan with an R, dot com.
2: Be The star you are.
1: The star
0: you are. The annual cost of illiteracy to American taxpayers is over $225 billion. Visit our website at bethestarur.org to make a tax-deductible donation using PayPal or send checks to P.O. Box 376-376, Moraga, California, 94556. bethestarur.org. Dare to care.
1: Well, we are back. I'm Cynthia Bryan, and you're listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. I hope that you enjoyed that. I have really, really enjoyed um, getting to know CAC. And if you haven't listened to Express Yourself, Teen Radio, uh, when she was on a couple weeks ago, and she talked about crystals with her book, Crystal Powers, it was really very very powerful as well. So make sure you go to her website, teckyoung.com. And as you could tell, she's a very busy woman with a, either a new series or a new movie or something coming up. Well, this is called The Gift of Happiness, and it's from my first book, Be the Star You Are, 99 Gifts for Living, Loving, Laughing, and Learning to Make a Difference. You can find it at CynthiaBryan.com or at StarStyleStore.net. You can just click on the store. But this is a story of what um, something that happened to me when I was a little girl living on the farm, and it's actually one of my favorite, favorite memories, and it's why I call it The Gift of Happiness. It had been a really horrible winter, rainy, cold, gray, and depressing. And we were outdoor kids, and we had spent way too many days indoors. We were very unhappy. And we were absolutely sure it was all our parents' fault. So the first rainless day in March, my two sisters and I decided to run away from home. We told mom and dad about our plans to go find sunshine and happiness. And with a chuckle, they asked if we needed any help packing. No, we responded, we're old enough to pack our wagons ourselves. We were three, four, and five, actually, (laughs) living on a big ranch far from the maddening crowd. We had no idea where we were going, but we knew we just had to get away and go away to be happy. Our grandparents had bought us a big red wagon with removable wo- uh, wooden sides for Christmas, and we were very eager to try it out. The packing began. We included all of life's essentials our dolls, our toy cash register, our dinosaurs, our pogo stick, our jump rope, a play phone, puzzle, a picture book, a miniature tool set, stuffed animal, and a hula hoop. Oh, we had Monopoly money, we had our rock collections a single roller skate, a plastic shovel, and our battered shared tricycle, which was tied to the back of the wagon. Now it took hours for us to get ready and we had many important decisions to make and we couldn't agree on the necessities for our trip. Items like food, water, clothing, and blankets never crossed our minds. Finally, we were ready excitedly we kissed our parents goodbye and told them we were off to wonderland they acted as if running away was a common occurrence and wished us a safe and happy journey mom handed us a sack of sandwiches she had packed and dad suggested we take our dog bullet along with us to protect us and play with us of course they were keeping a distant eye on us the whole time and with our cowboy hats on our heads our holsters on our hips and our stick horses as our motor travel We started off singing happy trails to you as we pulled our heavy load. The tricycle caboose wouldn't cooperate, so my youngest sister decided to sit on it and steer, while my second sister pushed the wagon and I pulled. The dirt road was bumpy and the potholes were deep and full of muddy water from the rains, but we plugged along and we were cheerful. Then suddenly we saw heaven above. Mustard, tall yellow spires blanketing the fields, beckoned us to come play, Breaking into a run, we dashed toward this beacon of springtime. The mustard plants were taller than any of us. We could stand and not be seen by anybody. This is it, we said. We set up house and we unpacked our valuables. We stopped around, making room for each of us and putting everything in a special place. How lucky we were to find such a paradise. The sounds of rushing water filled the air and we wandered over to the creek. And there we found lots of different things to eat. The rest of the day was spent playing hide-and-seek in the mustard, and time sped by, and before long, the moon came up, the night sound sent shivers down our back, and none of us dared show fear. The coyotes howled, the owls hooted, and our dog barked at the night-foraging rabbits. None of us were awake when Dad came to get his girls. We woke up in our own beds in the morning, the smell of moms cooking, wafting from the kitchen. And at breakfast, we all agreed we had indeed found the promised land far, far away, and we shared stories of our thrilling adventure with our parents. What we didn't realize, that our enchanted faraway world was only a mile down the road on our own property. We had never left the ranch. There truly is no place like home. Well, thank you so much. For, for joining me today there is much more to that story but I do want to stress how important home is so help each other to be happy never mind if help be small giving a little is far better than giving none at all and do remember that happiness is an inside job I hope you will join me here every Wednesday 4 to 5 p.m pacific on Star Style, Be The Star You Are. And check out the website, CynthiaBryan.com. And the charity site, Be org. And if you can, tune in to our teen show, Express Yourself, Sundays at 3 p.m. right here on the Voice America Network Empowerment Channel. My aim is always to encourage, inspire, inform, amuse, and motivate. See beyond your physical being. Know you are already the star you dreamed of becoming. Cherish the past, dream of the future, and celebrate every moment of your life. And read a book this week and, you know, pick up Essential Oils. That that is a great, great book. Until next week when we celebrate once again, remember that love always wins, kindness always prevails, and smiles will keep us happy. My name is Cynthia Bryan, Horse Star Style, thanking you and encouraging you. Be the star you are. Be your unapologetically authentic self. Have a wonderful week. Dream, create, inspire, make a difference. And find out more about essential oils. Until next Wednesday, make it a great week.
0: Be the star you
2: are. The star you are.